Podcast. I'm Allison Little, a best-selling author, keynote speaker, and award-winning entrepreneur who has built businesses and brands for the past decade. I'm passionate about helping high achievers launch to the next level. Welcome to the Launch Podcast with Allison Little. Today's episode is called 100% Capacity Leadership with Jennifer Kenny. Jennifer Kenny speaks, mentors, trains, and facilitates sessions on human innovation with a specific focus on three of the biggest levers of innovation, technology, gender diversity, and ecosystem management. Her work is founded on systems thinking and language action design and human-centered design. Jennifer Kenny is passionate about helping people thrive in highly complex technical environments. Hello, Jennifer. Welcome to the Launch Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. Hello, Allison. Pleasure to be here with you. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. So tell us a little bit more about yourself. Well, a little bit more about myself. Um, I am originally from Ireland. I've been in the US now for about 30 years. And I'm originally a geologist and an engineer, but I got into Uh, work specifically around leadership and how human beings learn and think about 28 years ago. And I've never looked back because I love it. And it helps people be their more fabulous selves. Mm, That's awesome. So you're really passionate about human innovation. Can you tell us what human innovation is? Yeah. So most of the innovation that we do today, that human beings do today, has to do with building products. And what we forget is that the innovation actually comes from human beings, being empathetic with each other, listening to each other, co-inventing with each other. And so human innovation is the innovation process that focuses on the real engine of innovation, which is human beings collaborating and co-inventing. So that's been my primary focus. Mm, That's amazing. So Jennifer, what's your main passion or purpose in life? Helping brilliant people bring their brilliance to the world. Mm, that's awesome. And our launch listeners are brilliant people. So this works out fantastically. We can, we can share that with them. So one of the things that you talk about often is really uh, 100% capacity leadership. And I am just, I was researching you and I was digging into this concept and it was so exciting to me because I'm like, I love that she's talking about this. I love that she's training and teaching other people about that. So just overall, what does this concept mean? Well, one of the things as I've been doing my research, my, my deliverages in emerging technology, what I noticed was that, and particularly as I worked in that space myself, I've noticed was that women and men lead slightly differently. And I'd seen enough of the patterns of the different leadership traits and qualities that I was incredibly curious to understand if there actually was a difference and if the difference could be of value to everybody. And so about 20 years ago, I started digging into it mostly because I knew I was leading differently. And I thought, well, I'm not that unique. Surely other people are doing the same thing. So because I had been trained by some of the world's leading thinkers on how to, what I refer to as name ideas, like how do you dig in, do the research, do the analysis, understand how to make sense of it for people, build frameworks around it, and begin to put language around a concept that you think is out there, but you don't know exactly what it is. Um, I started applying it to the idea of what would it mean if leadership the way we understand it today is only half of what human beings were capable of? And what would happen if we all of a sudden it started including the other half? 
And that was how I came up with the idea of 100% capacity, because I think we're only working at a little more than half of our capacity, because we simply don't see the way it is that half of the world leads differently. Mm, That is so good. And it's so needed right now, especially as the world changes. And as it becomes more diverse, we need leaders that are able to really understand and grasp this idea of 100% capacity leadership. And I'm so grateful that you're doing this research and doing this work. So you're especially passionate about equipping women leaders. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, so something really interesting has happened as we've gone through this pandemic. We've seen that uh, women leaders in different countries are actually have better health results for the people in their countries, are more communicative, are more empathetic, are engaging differently. And there's a growing recognition that women are leading differently. And so what I, because I've been doing this for a long time now, what I do is I help women and men in organizations understand what is that difference? How do we talk about it? How do we build a story around it? How do we put structures around it? And how do we really leverage it as it's something of enormous value. And then the other aspect of it is um, how do we as human beings, because we're not binary, nothing is binary, how do we identify ourselves on a spectrum of leadership that means that we all have masculine and feminine leadership traits and qualities to different extents. And so it's really helping women understand that, helping men understand that, and helping them understand individually as human beings, you know, what that means for them. And then how do they amplify each other as they do this leadership work together? Oh, this is so good. Yes. And, you know, as we're thinking about leadership, one of the things you talk about is that we're still stuck, right? We're still, we still have some, some old thinking or habits that perhaps have been passed on from other generations of, of leadership thinking. And now here we are, we're trying to evolve and emerge into a different era and we're still stuck. So could you talk a little bit about why we're stuck? Yeah, you ask great questions. Thank you. (laughs) So um, I believe that the reason why we're stuck is there's a couple of different aspects to it is one, we have looked at this as being a social justice problem. um, And that means that it becomes women's problem. And I believe that it is not a social justice problem because we are half of the population and it is actually a business opportunity. And I think that there is over the last probably four or five years growing awareness that this is a business opportunity and growing acknowledgement that women do lead differently and that we can actually learn from each other that we don't all have to become men in order to be able to lead well. And also we don't have to pigeonhole men into how it is that they lead. There's room for them to also lead on a broader spectrum. So I think the social justice is one thing. Um, The other thing that that results in is it results in um, a zero-sum game, in gender wars, in people being biased against each other because they don't understand each other. So Mm -hmm. I set out to try and help people to understand each other's differences because I think it's in doing that that we learn to respect and appreciate each other and value and leverage each other's value. So I think those are some of the reasons why we're stuck. And then we've put it, we've also categorized women's leadership under the diversity and inclusion umbrella, which I think is important and people are doing amazing work in that space. 
But I put forward the idea that it isn't diversity and inclusion when it is actually half of the population. (laughs) I feel like that's a mic drop moment. If I could have a mic and give it to you, it's just mic drop right there. Okay, continue. (laughs) It's balance. It's just balance. That's all we're looking to do. It's not a matter of people doing things wrong. It's a matter of people understanding how to achieve that balance. And I think that's really critical. So I think if we can change our story around what it is that we're doing, and we can begin to build structures that support a broader understanding of leadership, and then we can also begin to talk about it, give people language so they can talk about it. Like a lot of the work I do with my clients is giving people language to be able to talk about it so that they can have the conversations. Because I believe that people are inherently brilliant and well-intentioned for the most part. And sometimes they just need something to catalyze their understanding. And in this particular case, it's what are you pointing to and how do you talk about it and how do we design for that? Mm, That is so good. And I actually am just working with a client who's asking me to do self-advocacy for women leaders, right? In their company, Mm -hmm. it's a biotech. And so it's, it's interesting that you say that. And and as we're, we're chatting, I'm, I I wanted to ask you, you know, if you were going to share with women leaders about advocating and using their voice, what would you say? What, how would you help them? Uh, So what I do in those cases is I actually give them a vocabulary for being able to speak about what it is that they do that is unique and different. Um, So women's just to give you a couple of examples is um, women tend to be much more proficient at deep perceptive listening. And they tend, because they're doing a lot of listening and a lot of synthesizing in meetings, we've built um, this narrative that says that women aren't as engaged at meetings. And I would say women are more engaged from an energy standpoint. We're not talking as much as the guys are, but we're listening deeply. And that deep listening is incredibly important. Um, The other thing that women do which is very, very important for doing strategy work, is they are deeply perceptive. So they will see a situation and they will join dots and make interpretations that their male counterparts may not. And sometimes that looks like something that is unrelated or unfocused. But as men get wiser and they're able to listen for it, they can recognize when women are coming up with an interpretation that has to do with perception and what I call interconnection. And once they do that, then they're able to see how to engage and understand better what it is that the women are seeing. Because the the different perspectives are so incredibly important for successful decision-making, for innovation, for employee engagement, for, you know, there's seven big areas where we've successfully gathered data and proven that gender diverse teams deliver better results. Mm, that is so awesome. So vocabulary around really what it is that they're doing, why they're unique and different, helping them be more engaged and just understanding. I think the thing that I, I really appreciate about what you do and what you say is that it's not that one or the other is better. It's that they complement each other and understanding that if we come together and we're able to use our strengths and come together as leaders, we can really amplify the results within our companies and our organizations and even in our families, right? Like I think it's so funny because I own a financial planning firm with my husband and the way that he addresses the business and the way that I address the business completely different, but we see our strengths and we come together and use that to serve our clients better. And if we only had one, 
it wouldn't be as good as having both of them. And so when we're thinking about leaders and thinking about how they operate, I just, I live it out every day. So I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, I can see where that would really be beneficial. I think this is an instance where one and one does actually equal three. Because I do believe that, it, um, that we amplify each other. And not only that, but for an individual leader, if they can understand how to be able to move across the whole spectrum of 100% capacity leadership, they can actually be an even better leader, right? They, we don't have to pigeonhole ourselves as, I lead like a man or I lead like a woman. I lead like me. And me can be anywhere on that spectrum where I think the value opportunity really is. Absolutely. That's so good. And, you know, we're, we're in a, a world of change right now. And we kind of touched on it a little bit. You know, we're going through COVID right now on a global scale. We are dealing with diversity and inclusion and women's rights. And all of these things are kind of bubbling up to the surface right now, which is fantastic. But if you're going to just like pick two or three traits that leaders need right now, what would you pick? Definitely listening. I think listening is at the heart of everything that we do to be able to connect with other human beings. Um, And I don't mean what some people think of as active listening, where I'm nodding my head and I'm recognizing that I'm paying attention to you. I mean, really listening to understand who you are as a human being, what matters to you, where it is that we have an intersection of, of care and passion and understanding and creating that alignment. So I think that listening is absolutely one of the critical things. Um, I also think that, which is a, which is a <clears throat> very strong feminine leadership quality, which is being able to join the dots, what I refer to as interconnection, and seeing the ripple effect, the domino effect, the relationship between different things, not just between people, but between projects and initiatives and goals and efforts within companies and being able to see how they all interconnect and being able to understand if I make a change here, it's going to have an impact over here. If I don't involve these people, it's going to blindside them and really beginning to understand the ripple effect of every movement that we make inside an organization. And then the other one that I think is really important, and I think it sits somewhere actually in the intersection between how women lead and how men lead, is design. Part of uh, what you and I talked about earlier, I've just uh, been a co-author of a book uh, specifically related to what do we do now associated with COVID, and my chapter was on design. Uh, because I think that our ability to be able to do really thoughtful, deep listening-oriented interconnected design is what's going to allow us to be able to deal with, you know, pandemics, climate change, transformation inside organizations, huge, you know, huge diversity opportunity and use it as an opportunity rather than as a, a, a disadvantage. So I think it's, it's design is a huge element of that as well. Mm, Okay, so for our listeners, I want to repeat what she just said, because I know you could be listening to this anywhere. Um, But she said listening, she's talking about listening and really about alignment. Uh, She talked about connecting the dots or interconnection. And the last one was design. So those are great traits for leaders to really have right now, these, these capabilities to start working on and thinking about and, and really integrating those into your everyday conversations, into the questions and, you know, the conversations you're having with your teams, the, the reflection that you're doing as a leader, like, am I, am I doing this? Am I, am I listening? 
perhaps you could ask, you know, the people that you work with, the, the yeah. people in your family, right? I mean, do you feel heard? Do you, do you feel like I understand you or how can I understand you better? Because I think that's one of the things, especially as leaders, we, you know, we're, we're changing. Everything is changing so much that sometimes we need to stop and slow down and pause for a moment and say, okay, so let me let, let me understand this a little bit better. And, and am I understanding you correctly? And, and really have a strong, deep understanding of what other people need, especially when we're leading others. And so those are great. All right. So Jennifer, what are two things you've done in your life to launch to the next level? First one is, I think, being cheeky. <laughs> so... <laughs> I have, uh, when I was in my early 20s, I turned up at a company and basically said, I'm going to work for you. I didn't apply for a job. I didn't ask them if they would interview me. I was like, I like what you're doing and I want to come work for you. And it never occurred to me that they would say no. So I think, um, uh, and I've, I've repeated that multiple times in my life, I think being being cheeky in a, in a polite, respectful way, but sort of pushing the envelope and pushing the boundary and assuming a positive outcome, I think is actually, and, and with a bit of joy and fun around it, I think is actually really, that's really helped me in my career and in my life. And then the other thing is um, I was incredibly fortunate uh, to seek out brilliant thinkers and to learn from them. So I would sort of put that under the category of get help, um, but it's more than getting help. It is taking the time to identify who are the people who are aligned with your values and who are really doing groundbreaking thinking in an area you're interested in and apprenticing yourself to them and, and taking all the help that you can get from them. So I'm, you know, a bit of a learning junkie. I always have something that I'm reading, something that I'm studying, maybe an online course that I'm doing, a podcast I'm listening to. Um, but I do it very mindfully and I identify human beings that I have alignment with that I want to learn from. That's awesome. And I love that you say that because we talk about, I, I, I always say, surround yourself with brilliant people, especially as leaders. It's important for us to surround ourselves with brilliant uh, people. And for a long time in my own life, I didn't have access to, or I thought, right, it was my mindset that I didn't have access to brilliant leaders. But now, you know, I, I try to tell people, you, you've got brilliant people all around you. It could be books, it can be podcasts, it can be YouTube. Like they don't have to have a, a direct conversation with you, but there is so much out there that you can learn from. This conversation right now is adding so much value to my life. And it's going to add so much value to the, to the listeners' lives. And so thinking about where are you going to find those brilliant people that you can learn from. What's your favorite book? As you were saying that, I was like, oh, I wonder what her favorite book is. <laughs> My favorite book is a little bit of a nerdy book. Um, it's actually written by a wonderful gentleman who I used to work with, I work for. Um, it's called Understanding Computers and Cognition. And it is written by Terry Winograd and Fernando Flores. And Terry Winograd was actually, um, is still actually one of the advisors for uh, Larry Page and Sergey Brin at Google. Um, so the guy knows his stuff. And that book, even though it is more of an academic study book, was a massive eye-opener for me and, and has always been a reference book for me. And I ended up uh, working with Fernando Flores for a long time and, and just, you know, massive mind-expanding opportunity. Uh, so that's always been my favorite book, and I recommend it to unfortunate people on airplanes. <laughs> yes, that's so good. If you were going to give another Oh yeah, I was going to ask you about. There's another, 
that I would recommend that is more of a very valuable quick read um, called Turning Pro, Stephen Pullman. And um, it is really about the mindset that says, I am going to be the best I possibly can be at what I choose to do in service to others. Um, and I just found it incredibly, really joyful, wonderful book. He's a writer. He was writing about his journey as an author. Um, but it applies to everybody. And it's called Turning Pro. And it's a decision that you make. How do I want to play the game of work for myself and for others? So I love that. Oh, yes. I, I know our listeners are going to be so excited about that. I'm excited about those books. So that's fantastic. So we are going through such change and stress and uncertainty. You know, I wonder, what is one thing that you do to take care of yourself during a stressful or challenging time in your life? I am a bit of a yoga nut. Um, I love my yoga, but I love my yoga as, um, as one of my wonderful teachers said, as a moving meditation. Because I think that the only, for me at least, the only way to stay sane in the middle of all of this crazy that we're dealing with right now, and we will come out the other side, is to meditate. And so because I also love to cook and I enjoy food and drink and all the rest, and I love sharing that with friends, um, I also need to get a fair amount of exercise. So I do moving meditation, which is my yoga. That's so good. Yes, I love yoga too. It is, it's so like calming and it's a great way, especially if you're a thinker, to calm your mind and connect it with your body and you just kind of are able to do that. All right, yeah. Jennifer, well, we are wrapping up our episode right now. How do people get a hold of you? Uh, best way to get a hold of me is on my website, jenniferkenny.com. Um, J-E-N-N-I-F-E-R-K-E-N-N-Y.com or uh, Jennifer at JenniferKenny.com, which is my email. And my wonderful business manager will pick that up and get back to you. And I would love to hear from people who are interested in this work. I am absolutely passionate about it because I think it's a huge catalyst for innovation. And it's also a huge catalyst for opportunity for women and for gender balance. So I would love to talk to people about it. Awesome. And where do people find your book? The book is on Amazon. The book is called What the Hell Do We Do Now? <laughs> My mother was not pleased with the title, but hey. Um, <laughs> and uh, it's on Amazon. You can get it on Amazon. You get it on Kindle for, I think, four bucks, and, but it's on Amazon as well. Oh, so good. Awesome. Well, thank you, Jennifer. Thank you for sharing your brilliance with us today. I appreciate it just talking with you and learning from you. You are doing such amazing work and we appreciate what you're doing in the world. And to our launch listeners, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for listening to the Launch Podcast. I'm Allison Little, and I'm so excited that you spent your time with me. Look for future episodes and connect with me on social media or at my website at www.allisonlittle.com. 